0: <laughs> if you already know Drake, or you already been on Drake's TikTok, or his lives, or his Sunday Zooms, which will be once a month now. <laughs> Did you know? Now you know. <laughs> you know whose voice this is. It's Shan from She Gets It Pod. So while you're listening to everything culture, with an A, not a die, check out She Gets It pod. All right. I know I'm the one with the little blue me on there. That's me. All right. New season, new season 22, giving y'all encouragement, motivation, and a real insight in the things that I think about on a daily, but I'm saying them out loud to y'all. So check me out on She Gets a Pod on your favorite podcast app, and also find me and the rest of my podcasts on shambypotting.com dot com. Now I hope you're enjoying this show with everything culture. Hey Drake, I'll let you have your mic back now. Bye. It
1: was a great show, and 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 that's crazy too because you know I, I'm not gonna lie to y'all. You know I'd be on here causing chaos. I don't be on here really taking anything <laughs> seriously. I do, I do be making people mad. People want to, you know, probably hurt me, throw things at me, and stuff. But you know. I like stuff like this though these i like I like substance you know when it's a series uh of, of real topics i I love to chime in on these because these are questions that are going on in, in the world right now that will make us better if we all come together and and figure out what's the problem and what's the solution you know
2: right hey while you saying that let me know I'm on the right track then brother <laughs> <laughs> this what it's all about
3: such what astound you the joy of children laughing around you,
4: these are the makings of you, it is true, the makings of you.
0: What up y'all, what up everything culture, people, yes, Drake and I did a collab. My name is Shan from She Gets It Pod, also from So What Page We On Bed, Cozy Wound Podcast, Loud Mouth Stereo, and The Real Relationship Report. I do anything, Shan B. Podden. That's where you could find me, at Shan B. Podden. So Drake and I did a collab for the Makings of You, for Everything Culture, with a special guest who had a lot of wisdom to bring and we've never met in real life, but we met through the Stereo app. If you're a podcaster and you don't know about the Stereo app, get familiar. And he decided to let us in on who he was. He decided to let us in on his upbringing and, you know, values and different things that he learned in his in his lifetime. And we appreciate it. His name is Mondo Bondo. Okay. And I hope you guys appreciate the show. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to check out She Gets a Pod, okay? And you can find me at Shanby Podding. I hope you guys enjoy the show. Drake doesn't do anything without quality. You already know. Let's get into it.
1: Hey, sorry about that, man. How y'all you? doing?
0: We good. How are you?
1: Doing good. It was actually doing a little dinner time thing, so that's why I'm a little late. But how y'all doing today?
0: We good. good,
2: brother.
1: How about yourself, Mike? I'm doing, I'm doing good, man.
0: But. Well, welcome. Um, we talked before in the uh, show you had. So, I'm going to introduce myself. I'm Shan, once again, from She Gets a Podcast. Um, okay, how
4: you doing, Shan? I,
0: uh, the Real Relationship Report, Lama Stereo, and So It Pays me on Bid Podcast. This over here is my pod fam. He's good people. This is Drake from Everything Culture, and I'll allow him to speak.
2: Yes, I am Drake, uh, Mr. D713 with Everything Culture, the podcast for all cultures, The podcast with a purpose. Our mission statement comes in the words of Dr. Martha King Jr., and that is he believes that men hate each other because they fear each other. They fear each other because they don't know each other, and they don't know each other because of segregation. And because of segregation, segregation, we have miscommunication. So we have this podcast built off the pillars of respect, communication, and consistency so we can get to know each other so we can love one another.
0: Oh, my mama. And you can uh, introduce yourself however you like, because this is your space.
1: Hi. well, my name is Mando. I've been on this app for like... Uh... A little over a month. Can I you guys can. hear me? Yeah,
0: we can hear you. Oh, yeah, we hear you. We'll okay, cool. We got you, Mando. So, uh, Drake yes. does um, a great show called The Makings of You on Everything Culture Podcast. And basically, he wants to pick your brain with some questions about you and i'm gonna fill in what i want to know and you can question us if you like also but it's gonna be a good show and uh if you want to add to, you can add to. but drake let's go let's do this it's it's on me it's It's on on me
2: okay okay that um so this is the this is a segment of the show called the makers of you this is more of a deep dive into who you are so this will be the makers of mondo you feel me mondo bondo you know So, these are no wrong answers to this. However, you respond? That's what we're going with, okay? Open-ended for the most part. You know, if you feel like you want to skip a question, just let me know. If you feel like, um, you know, if the answer is I don't know, but is I don't know. But it's just, it's your show right here. This is just your platform. And I'm just asking questions to guide us along this way. You feel me? So, first question we have for you right now is, who are you?
1: Um, shoot, my name is Mando Bando, I mean, what do you mean when you say, who am I?
2: Hey, however you want to respond to it? That's my thing, just mm-hmm. open-ended.
1: Uh, shoot, man, I'm just, you know, a black man in America, man, trying to make it. I'm in a struggle, man, just like anybody else, man, trying to survive, you know?
2: Okay, okay. okay. How would you describe your culture?
1: My culture. How would I describe it? Uh, resilient. Uh I would describe I would describe it as uh man, just uh what else could I say on my culture? Very creative, trend setting, you know. That's really it though.
2: Appreciate it that's a lot how
0: within. would you describe yourself oh go ahead go ahead Shane. no I was just saying that's a lot um just those two things so ain't no that's oh, it for sure that, that's good stuff
1: for sure for sure
0: but
2: that leans in how would you describe yourself
1: um I would say I'm loyal uh yeah myself loyal uh man driven man and uh Say determined man,
2: love it, love it, oil driven, determined. Okay, okay. Right. Where you from? <coughs> I'm
1: from, California? Okay,
2: okay, love it, love it. You know, I'm on the Pacific Northwest right now, but I'm from the third coast. I'm getting a okay for experience. sure. Yeah. All right, how old are you? I'm 30. Treo, Treo, well, yeah, yeah. Things get a little bit more comfortable. You got to start stretching when you start getting thirty. You can't just be moving like you used to. You don't get man, and that's you don't get up with balls like you used to.
1: That body <laughs> talk. And 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 that's and that's true, man. I noticed that playing sports. You know, I used to be able to play sports, man, and uh, just be able to just get out there like no stretching, go out there and do my thing. I noticed I was pulling shit, pulling muscles, man, just. Acts. Hurting, you know and then when i do get an injury it takes a little longer to heal than than it would when i was younger you know
0: so yeah. i i got a question on that so you're 30
1: but how do you mm. feel how old do you feel i feel older
0: than
1: 30 really yeah i don't feel young like that. i feel older than 30 just because of probably the things that i've been through and then just i tell myself certain things that I, you know um I have to think a certain way in my mind. Hmm. You know, I have to put certain things like you know behind me in my mind. You know, I look at myself like mm, that's like childish. So, like my mind is a little older. I, I, probably, I feel like that probably too because some of the people that I'm around, I look at like hmm, like some of the things they do is like kind of like like young young type of shit. You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Understood, understood.
0: That's probably why I feel older. Got
1: that wisdom. Yeah. <laughs>
2: What's your zodiac sign?
1: Man, I'm on the first. Yeah. What? what, what they,
2: they're like January, February? January.
1: Yeah, I'm, fa- I'm, I'm, yeah, well, I'm February. Okay, oh.
2: okay. Birthday coming up. Happy early, early birthday, brother.
1: Uh, thank you, man. I appreciate it.
2: All right. Now, once again, these are the same questions we ask all of our guests. So we go get a little uh, deep into things now, okay? So, how yeah, would you yeah. define? How would you define your childhood and upbringing?
1: Um, man, my childhood and upbringing—I I would define it like—I would say like, man, you know, I was raised by a single mom and all that, so you know, I, I you know, she did the best she could, um. It was cool, like you know. I wouldn't say like I'm. Not, I wasn't dirt poor or anything, and I wasn't like super rich. I was kind of like you know. It was cool. It was cool, you know. They did the best. She did the best she can. So I can't really say anything bad about it, you know. I respect it. So
2: in the household, what was the role of your mother? What all did she do?
1: She was everything, you know. My mom was the the mom and the dad, so. She had to be the provider, and she had to come home and also make dinner, you know, and be a mom, and you know, do all the mom stuff and all that, you know.
2: I feel that. Trust me, absolutely. understand am uh, You have any siblings? Yeah, I do. All right. How many siblings do you have, and where do you fall in the lineage? Uh, let
1: me see. I got a. Uh, I got four sisters. I'm the second oldest and then I got um, I got a little brother. Okay, okay.
2: Thank you for sharing. Once again, right now, y'all, y'all listening to a collab between Everything culture and she gets it. Right. We have the makings of Mondo Bondo going on right now. Y'all make sure to tune in, send us some messages some comments, hit us with some taps and likes and we'll keep this thing rolling. Okay. So, so far in life, how do you feel about it? I feel,
1: I feel great. I feel great about my education in life. Um, now, no. okay, I'm going to ask you uh, like, about that question. When you say education, like, are you telling me, like, book smarts? I mean, what do you mean? Like, so,
2: once again, I'm going I'm to bring it back to you, but I'm, I'm going to give you a little leeway on this one. because once, okay, know, for sure. in the question. So, however you want to take it. So, if someone no right. asks me, the reason why I put this question is you know, I would sit back thinking about, man, I've been going through this journey in life, and so much things I've learned in life has been a lot. So yeah. i feel like I'm re educating myself right now. So I mm-hmm. feel like, you know, I've learned so much as far as school that I don't trust that in that secondary sense. Mm-hmm. But yeah. as far as life, what I've learned from experience, as far as relationships, and as far as, you know, continuing my education as, outside of the American, second well, the American from the Kindergarten to twelfth grade school mm-hmm. has been amazing, but it's like mm-hmm. it's like a reset button happened after I graduated from high school.
1: Okay, so okay, same same with me. My 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 lessons didn't come until I went to jail. Um I got a whole nother outlook on life by being incarcerated, but to answer your question uh i feel great about you know as crazy as it may sound that that helped me a lot and it gave me insight that a lot of people don't have like on a like, different outlook on life so as far as the education this gave me a different type of education you don't get in school so i'm glad you brought up the little k you know through a you know high school thing cause I, like in school they didn't really i didn't really to tell you truth, i never i didn't really learn anything in school, you know? mm. Honestly, the only thing i really learned in school, man, I can say is how to read and write and do a little math. But besides that, school didn't teach me nothing wrong.
0: And I feel like it's the same way for like a lot of kids out here because I don't feel like it's set up to give kids like fundamentals they can use in life. I think it's set up to see like, can you follow rules? Can you follow the masses? Um,
1: or you do a Exactly. Exam.
0: Like, can we keep you in line so you can go mm-hmm. at a job to do things and not think for yourself? So I feel like people do yeah. Yeah. real, shit. Right. Like in life, during like their experiences, that you can't learn in a classroom. I think that's why if if you learn a trade, it's going to take you much further than learning some book shit. Depending on what the book
2: shit is. And I... Uh, hmm. Sorry about that. received a phone call. Come back to that in a second. But yes. So, continue to our next question, where do you consider home?
1: Where do I consider home? Yeah. Shoot, with my family. Like, where I'm at right now is not home. But I, you know, I consider home where I'm comfortable with my family. When I'm where I'm comfortable, when I'm comfortable with my family. Hold on, excuse me, y'all. They about to bring me this food. Hold on. All right, thank you, bro. I appreciate you. Thank you. Sure. Sorry about that, but uh, excuse me. Uh, but yeah, home is, is where I consider, you know, I'm, I'm I feel home with, you know, with my family, my, you know, when I'm around my loved ones, and I can. Lower my guards and, and, and be me and be relaxed, you know.
2: No, I absolutely understand.
0: Absolutely. I gotta Thank stop that.
2: Okay. Is there
0: anybody in your life that feels like home to you that's not related?
1: Yes, definitely.
0: Mm. That's good. Definitely. It yeah, those
1: are the people that that those are the, the and now those are the people that I use the terminology friends with. Yes, you, you know when I can just be you with I don't have any guards up around you really like that I can really let you into my heart and into my mind and I can share you know how I really feel about things. That's like a form of a home to me, you know. Facts, three. <clears throat> That's
0: beautiful,
2: right there. So, coming up
1: in the household, did you have any chores? Yeah, I did, man. You know, I really got empty out the <laughs> damn trash and doing all this bush, man, cleaning, doing dishes, man. I had to just do the dishes in the in the damn trash, man. And, and then they just had to make sure a nigga's room was clean, you know? Mm.
2: No, I feel you, trust me. I'm still washing them dishes, man. I ain't got something to knock out when I go downstairs in a second.
0: Okay, sidebar on that. So now, these okay. new mails today, the new wave is to mm. record yourself in your apartment or your house, cleaning your house because you have a wang. And I'm, my thing is like, why is it supposed to be some like pussy credit To watch a man take care of his home.
2: You tell me that. That's a question for yourself. (laughs) That's a question for y'all.
0: I'm not asking y'all like. Why do y'all do that? But I'm just saying like. How has society become. Trendy to watching. A man take care of the space. That he calls his home. I feel like. When people. When people focus so much on the. You should already be doing that as like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. this is amazing. You miss out on some real good shit about somebody.
1: Um, to answer your question, in my opinion, you know, in society, we've all been assigned roles and we've all been said, hey, this is not a manly thing to do. Mm. That's a woman's thing. She's supposed to clean up and fold and do all that. That's not your job. Right.
4: That's
1: her job. So when we see a nigga cleaning up, or excuse me, when we see a man cleaning up, it's out the norm. When We see him vacuuming, and I did this for myself. On the other day, I heard a, I heard a dude on the panel. He vacuuming. I said, "Nigga, is you vacuuming?" <laughs> and, and I had to <laughs> because I'm, I'm just I'm just, it's, I'm not used to that. But you know, but and and that goes on to what you're saying. I think it's just what what's been portrayed in society. That's really not a man thing to be doing the dishes, all that type of stuff. You know.
0: That's why, but you know what? On on some real shit, there's a lot of women who might be like dating a guy or just going by his house, and when they see that their house is immaculate, they'd be like, "Oh, he gotta be gay." I feel like there are some Mm -hmm. straight there are some straight men out here that just take care of their space. Exactly. But but because they're not exposed to the straight men that they've been around already, actually take care taking care of their things they automatically assume, oh, he must be this because straight men are not clean or straight men don't do X, Y, and Z. And my thing is, like, I have two daughters and I don't want them to grow up and be like, oh, he a man because he always dirty and his nails are dirty. (laughs) And I'm supposed to have good hygiene and I just want them to understand, like, there are decent men that take care of their things and themselves.
2: But that's why some women may find that attractive. I don't think it's only with. And once again, hey, y'all, what's happening down in the audience? Y'all have any comments about that? Y'all make sure to plug them in, okay? Right. Because one, it's not just vacuuming. It's not just washing dishes. I think women mm-hmm. seeing men do any type of chore, some may find that attractive. You feel me? Hey, yeah. I could be outside chopping wood. I could be mowing the mm-hmm. yard. I could be fucking um putting shit on the roof and all that don't want to see just a man working in general means something you know and the nigga ain't just laying on his ass you feel me mm-hmm. so i think that correlation to that now with me i like watching this As I, I said before like my man and this one we do the makings of you that's why i get to know these points of view how we were brought mm-hmm. up because things is about change you know we can't continue living that life because back in the day women were not allowed to work like this you know women were mm-hmm. not allowed to be directors to be managers to be CFO, CEO, have their own businesses and shit. So things have to adjust on both sides, and people can accept it or they can get lost in the, you know by the wayside. But you work it mm-hmm. out with your partner. Guess what? If I'm here by myself in this house, who go do this shit for me?
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah,
2: and that's a good way to look at it. And, and my man's here. He, like the question's he's answered already. He was he was raised by a single mother. She and what, 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 did you, what did you say? What did you say, Mambo? She did everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything. So it kind of, yeah. you see a woman that's stepping up and doing everything. Hell, as a man, you know you can do everything too. But when you mm-hmm. but, you don't, know, but we have to grow and see how relationships operate and work that we can start doing shit together. And it's hard when you have to, de- sometimes it's difficult, difficult delegating do. Yeah. You know what it looks like. And we still go into those gender roles sometimes in Because I know what my wife, she does not allow to pump gas when I'm around. That's a general logic. Mm-hmm. I take out the trash. No, but do I wash dishes? Hell, she may pick up something over here. That oh my man went up. my. You know you can't worry about what other people doing. That's something I operate on. You you have mm-hmm. a single man a single woman telling you how to live your um, relationship. Shut your ass up. <laughs>
4: you know, just, that's,
2: that's that's but that's me though. That's me though. So I just sit back on my mind. Mine, but I love to know what other people are doing. But as far as coming to what do women? Why do women find it attractive? I think it's anything. Hell, I find it attractive. Dudes find it attractive when women. um I find it tra- attractive when women work out. When they be in the gym hitting squats and
1: yeah, like look at you, bitch. Like, but that's mm-hmm. me. <laughs> that's me. I'm like, like,
2: make me want to wrestle. Okay, I
1: disagree.
2: <laughs> Let's get back to these questions, baby. Let's get back to these questions. Okay. <laughs> How were you disciplined growing up? Like if you didn't do your chores and shit, what would happen if you didn't
1: do it? I I get the standard old ass whooping. I feel like a lot of black kids got, you you know, you got belts, depending on the the severity of what I did. But uh, for the most part, you know, the the, uh, simple old, you know, ass whooping.
2: Racetrack, switch, belt. A belt, yeah, chagla. a belt,
1: a belt a yeah, whatever was at the, yeah, belt and all type of shit, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. What
2: were and what are your beliefs?
1: Hmm. What are my beliefs? Well, <clears throat> my, my grandma was a Jehovah's Witness. So. <clears throat> oh!
0: Come on, my mama was a
1: Jehovah's Witness, but she told me married. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I grew up like that. And uh, as I got older, I started reading the Bible for myself. And uh I believe uh I believe uh, what they teach. One second, man, one second. Believe, no problem, no problem. Um I'm gonna just ask you a
0: question like right Do you believe that Sorry about that Do you believe the Jehovah Witness Way of thinking and teaching Or do you just believe what's said in the Bible
1: I believe what's said in the Bible And uh I believe they're teaching it And now do I live by it? No
0: Okay
1: Yeah, I mean certain things I live by but Of course you know certain things I don't
0: I'm the same way my um, mm-hmm. uh, my dad was went to a Catholic church, and my mom went to a Pentecostal church. And then, mm-hmm. when I was eight, and I lived with my mom primarily, she she just woke up one day and she was like, "We not celebrating birthdays. We not celebrating Christmas no more. I'm a Jehovah Witness." And mm-hmm. so, for, for a kid at eight, that's like a shock. So. Mm-hmm. I just got to the point where, by the time I was 15, I'm just like, I don't fully 100% believe in the religion you follow, so I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not coming with you to your service or your meetings. That's what they call it, meetings.
1: Mm-hmm. I can sing them all.
0: Mm-hmm. My, yeah, my mom, my mom allowed me to make that decision at 15, and mm. from 15 and 13 years later, I didn't set my, I didn't set my foot in the church. Because my yeah. thing is like I don't I don't ever wanna do anything half ass and half way. Mm-hmm. So if I don't fully believe in something or understand it completely, I don't wanna stand in front of no congregation and be like, This is the truth. If I don't feel like it's the truth, if I don't connect with it, I can't stand in it. So uh, fast forward now that I have two kids, I don't I don't raise them on we are this. This is our religion. But I do talk to them about a creator, a God, an entity, God being within them, uh, morality, values, a standard, um, praying for people who don't have and also praying for the fact that he have. And mm-hmm. we have like we have like adult discussions about who am I praying to? Why, why we can't see them? What does that mean? And all of that, because that's going to allow your kids to think for themselves later on. And um, I don't know how you grew up with your mom, but my mom was never one of those people that be like, don't question me. You can't, don't ask me nothing. Or she always welcomed questions. And I, I pride myself on always welcoming my kids to question me. At a particular time, like you're not gonna question me about why I told you to do something right now, but later on we could have the question on the questions and the discussion on why I said what I said. And I think that mm-hmm. is kids to have a higher critical thinking of what they do and why they do it.
1: Uh, well, you know I me, mean? my grandma was so aggressive. Hmm. She was like a Jehovah's Witness. If they had a gang. If it was a gang, she would be like the leader.
4: She <laughs> She,
1: would, she would didn't play oh, that. Geez. You know, I'm talking about your whole family up in the Kingdom Hall. We up in the meeting. My grandpa, he don't believe in it. You know, she went so hard at being a Jehovah's Witness, you know, that it split up her marriage. It split up my grandpa and my grandma because, you know, of course their beliefs changed. You know, when they got married, there wasn't Jehovah's Witnesses. Yes. She found, you know, she ended up converting to a Jehovah's Witness later on, but of course, some of the things they used to do, they don't do anymore. She's like, you know, I'm a Joe's witness. He's like, well, wait a second. I didn't marry this woman. You know, we used to do this together, do that together. So that ultimately split them up because she took it that serious. You know, I mean, she was like one of those ones where, you know, we all get together and like, hey, well, it's movie night. Let's watch a movie. And she reading the back of the DVD, you know, hold oh, on no. now. I think it might be demonic. Like, oh man, come on, man! Let's just, you know. So it's just she was she was really serious like that. And I've never had a Christmas. I've never had no birthday. So it's all been normal to me. Wow.
2: Mm, yeah. See, okay. Okay. We we getting more into it, man. We getting more into it. See, mm-hmm. I ain't even gonna get. I ain't even gonna get on me right now because this is the making of you, baby. You know this, but man, I appreciate this sharing. And once again, <laughs> mm-hmm. hey, we, we got some comments down there. Y'all keep them coming in. Keep tagging the strings. Hey, to- I hope y'all enjoying it. I oh, know y'all. Hold on, let's see. Let's see. You know what? This is a good time to get these comments. See what they got for us. All right,
0: we got shit talk and we got infinity and beyond.
1: How y'all doing?
0: What's up? My name
1: is shit talk. This is my first day on the app.
0: What's up? How
1: you doing? How you guys? Um, let me know how how this stuff works.
0: It's good to meet you. Nice to meet you verbally. So uh, this is Stereo. Um, I've been on this app since uh, 2000, November or October. And um, it's basically an app where you could talk to people basically worldwide. And uh, you could save the show. If you're in the show, everybody can save the show. And you can use the MP3 anywhere you want. Um, I have a podcast outside of Stereo. Uh, Drake has a podcast, Everything Culture Outside of Stereo, and our guest here is on Stereo for like a month, so he's also new to this, but um, it's a good app, it's a good app to meet people, have different discussions, and uh, make your own room and your own discussions if you like, and you just did your first message, I guess, for the show, so we appreciate you coming through. All right, we got Infinity and Beyond
3: Good morning panel, uh, everything, sorry, everything, yeah. Chan is my name and Mr. Mando Bando. I hear you, Miss Chan. Actually, this is a true story of one of my friends who is a male. Uh, his skin was really getting damaged by too much exposure to the sun because he moved to a country where the sun is, uh, well, let's just say I think he moved to the Middle East particularly Mm. Dubai. So he was getting too much exposure to the sun and his uh, face was getting damaged like he was literally getting lots of melanoma uh, which is like uh, first you get uh, little uh, spots on your face and it grows like the the circumference of that spot grows and I told him to wear sunscreen. He told me quote-unquote he won't.
0: You know what's so crazy? My mom, she uh was born and raised in Jamaica. And out of all of her siblings, she's one of 13. She's the only one whose skin is allergic to sun. So um, she can't really be in direct sunlight like that. So she grew up always like being under a tree or being in the shade or going out certain times of the day. And even now, you know, she's sixty sixty eight 68 years old. And she still can't be in a lot of sun, but because of her health, her doctor says like her body is better in warmer weather. So she's the same way. So yeah, that sun is crazy. And black people, brown people, we all need to be No we don't.
2: No we don't. I know no we don't. No we don't. I know not a day in my life. Not a day in my life. Okay.
0: Not everybody, but some people have (laughs) have skin where you cannot be in sun like that. Like okay and this is why I think this way because I went summer's life without ever having to do sunscreen and I went to Florida I want to say in 2011 and I was on the beach and as soon as I got home my skin was fucking burning. That shit was like on fucking fire and I'm just like dog what the hell and that was the first time my body that was the first
2: time my body experienced like true sunburn. Hey, I need sun in my life. I made a video on my TikTok saying how my I'm in the north I'm in Wichita. I'm in the north where the sun is down, it's dry and all that. Yeah. Like, you know, and my skin was breaking out left and right because I wouldn't have enough moisture and I wasn't getting enough sun. I'm the opposite, but when, but I'm from Texas. Like right. when I'm when the sun beaming and I'm outside, a nigga be glowing. Do you feel me? But I digress. <laughs>
0: excuse my neighbors they ignorant (laughs) i'm in my podcast room and it's closer to their house but um yeah i mean i love the sun i like sleeping in the sun but that skin shit is serious
3: sorry i think that was just a half message uh yeah so he told me quote unquote he will he, he will not wear sunscreen because anything he puts on his face It's considered feminine, like sunscreen to him was considered cosmetic that women would wear. So see, the thing is, he's just been brainwashed into thinking that anything he puts on his face is uh, considered makeup and feminine. But even if he did, it's something that is to protect himself, right? Why are some men uh, thinking, like taking care of yourself? taking care of yourself skin skin health is considered borderline gay
0: because some men-
2: i'm about to do a i'm about to do a face routine shave beard trim moisturizer yeah. and i got the little machine that be spinning around i'm doing all that when we done with this episode just want to let y'all know that right now
0: some, some men never been around like a man who feels like that's acceptable or, you know, that's the way. And I tell tell a whole thing, you can tell when a man, well, at least that's how I do it. I can tell when a man needs a woman in their life by how ashy their hands are. And, listen, and I feel like sometimes it don't work for all men, but for certain men it works because a woman's going to notice things about a man that a man won't notice about himself. Vice versa. A man is going to notice some things about a woman. That she won't notice about herself. Or appreciate about herself. A lot of men appreciate certain areas. About a woman. Where she be like very insecure about. And they like the fact that it looks like that. They like the fact that it's fat right here. And not right you there. Know that like, thad,
2: you know that side. You know that side in your booty. You appreciate listen,
0: that. You know what I'm saying. Make the yams touch something else. But. It's it's, it's it's just how women and men are and I just, just feel like that's why we need each other. That's it's why a cultural
2: it, thing. No, no it, men, against, down to,
0: men against men stuff.
2: You, it comes down to culture and how you was raised and brought up and that's why we do the making of you. Those I times. agree. So, so, question number 16. You're a little bit halfway into this thing. Give me three words that describe your community
1: diverse um my community gentrification can I use that mm. yes um uh, and uh um uh, let me see, I need one more word, i uh, my community, uh, diverse, gentrification and, uh, I'm going to say loving though, too, though. I can say a loving okay. community, though. Love it, love
2: it, love it. Alright. If you could recommend a book, a movie, and a television series, one of each, what would you recommend?
1: Uh, this is gonna sound kind of corny, they say, but for my movie, I gotta go with Pursuit of Happiness. That's my movie, and <laughs> and and, and the, the the reason I'm going with that movie is because it's a it had a big message behind it. Um, you know what I mean? The, you know, I, I I was watching it. I was in jail, and and a lot of people had a lot of comments. like, man, I couldn't li- live like that. I'd have been robbed somebody. <laughs> And I would have been a, that would have been a whole lot of people that would have did that, but that man in the movie understood that his son was all he had. So going out like that, if you go to jail or something, then what? So I just, I just, I think that movie displayed a lot of strength for that man, and 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 uh, I just, I don't know, I like the message to that movie. That just was a good movie for me.
0: Every time that's I like one the-
1: of my own hometown Huh? I love that movie. Every time I watch that
0: movie, I cry, and even though I know exactly what's about to happen. I'm just like, I know what that feels like to go hard and not see nothing working and then one day yeah.
1: fucking sticks. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, and that's why I liked it. It gave you an inside look on really, really every everybody's work life. You work so hard, you ain't really getting nothing from your job. You know what I'm saying? But then on top of that, you got to take care of your kids. So it's just, I just you know, I just like, I think it was just a real life movie with a real life message. I liked it.
2: Love it, love it. Okay, you got your movie. Give me a book and a television series.
1: I'm right here, I'm listening. Sorry about that, y'all. Oh,
2: oh, oh, What's your book? Give me your book and your television series.
1: <laughs> All right, my book. Whew. Um my book and my television series. Alright, my book was this book I read it's another one it's kind of sound kind of weird but it was good it was a book written by Tyrese the singer it was called how to get out your own way Mm. and he was talking about basically his struggles and how he was his own enemy like he was his own problem and you know he was in his own way a lot of times and stuff like that so he shared a lot of A lot of uh, information about himself and and his struggles and stuff like that, and I got a chance to read it. It was just a good book, and he was showing, he was actually telling us how we can relate it to our life and how we can get out our own way in our life, so I just, I like, that was a good book for me. It's not my favorite book, but it's, it's, you know, it's up there. I like it.
2: It's your show. This is the making for you, baby. (laughs) That's the answer we're going with. Give us a television series.
1: My television series is Fresh Prince. Dang, I'm going to sit bro. there and, and laugh all day long. And uh, I'm going to say another thing. I'm the person that when I pick something, it's got to have a message or some type of substance behind it. I look deeper than what they show on TV. That was like the first TV show for me, besides the Cosby's, that depicted black people that were wealthy. Hmm. You know, and, uh, and, and, and yeah, and, and we don't really see that. And I took a college course about sociology. And, you know, if we see more of that, maybe that would be cool. You know, but we don't see that. You know, every time we see a black show, it was something some craziness to it. You know what I'm saying? But that was like the first black show that showed us in a good position. You know? Besides the, the Cosby.
0: It's so crazy because a lot of people, I catch shows from time to time where they talk about how you don't see any, like, good family structures on tv i mean now we have a package but that's more comedy than anything but as far as like we have family matters which was like middle class we had the cosby's we had Fresh prince of bel-air um i don't know of no other like healthy uh family oriented shows where it's like Brown people, melanated people, actually, Mm -hmm. like, positive stuff coming out. Like, now you'll see, like, reality TV of people's rich kids acting a whole ass. Or, you know, if it's a series about, you know, brown people being wealthy and being able to provide, it comes with, you know, kids doing drugs or hiding shit from their parents or. It's always like some negativity attached to it, and I'm just like, why is there no well, us without the drama?
2: Well, I'm I'm this in. So if we go all the way back, the first um sitcom that actually depicted black people wealthy was the Jefferson. That was the mm. Mm. um. Thank you. That was it. You're right. So, and I did something about it. I need to talk about it again for this um, Black History Month, I would say, coming up. But so we backed over to Jefferson. So we had the Fresh Prince, we had the Cosby Show, we had, um, it was something that was Black. 227 wasn't wealthy, but there was a positive outlook on the sitcom as well. Um, we had um, Hanging with Mr. Cooper. They, mad, they were a little, no, they, were, they were well off, I would say. They had in the house, but, uh, were, uh, well, Okay, so,
1: message. so wait, when you, not to cut you off, but, but when you say Cooper? like, shows like, you know, hanging with Mr. Cooper, I, I remember that show, it was a good show, but it, it lacked substance in me. It was more of a comedy angle. And I feel like, like with shows like Fresh Prince and stuff, some of their episodes, they have classic episodes what messages behind them? I don't know if you remember, you know, they got it on one of their oh, episodes oh, with classic yeah. When you know when Will was crying about his dad, you know, and being in town not wanting to be when with him Will Like these are real shot. issues. When Will yeah. got
2: shot, when Will uh, and when Carlton was <laughs> doing drugs, was doing speed Oh, baby, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, brother, I know about all that, man uh, <laughs> Yeah, the is, We have them out there and, w- and to go to Shan's question, why don't we have them anymore? Because one, many of us don't want to look at that anymore. Unfortunately, mm. some people still complain about Blackish. Blackish is a good fucking show. Right. And this is the you know this is the series finale. This is the last season.
1: And mm-hmm.
2: what we're gonna have after that? Uh, we have Queen Sugar, which depressing as shit, but mm-hmm. it, it shows black people in wealth. We had we have um, some doctor shows. We have um, with with the spinoff of oh my god with dear white people that's off now and i'm i didn't like mm-hmm. that that was kind of melodramatic what about me. that
1: one yeah. how they look at us is that a show how they look at us
2: oh one the one with um is that a show is, is that the one with um, Colin Kaepernick
1: it, or when they look at us or something no it's not with Colin Kaepernick it's like when they look at us you don't you don't you don't under, you don't remember that are like,
4: hey, you guys not familiar it? with
1: that I believe so, yeah. It's when they look at us. I'm thinking I'm, I think I'm s i am might be saying it wrong though. When they see
2: us. When they see us.
1: When they see us. When they see us. excuse me. When they see
2: us. Yeah. Oh, was that a... I, that was I think that yeah, that was that was just about the central part five. That's a, that that wasn't a full series. That was like a one time thing. That was like a few it was one season, and that's not gonna come up anything after that to my knowledge. That was telling a story. But as far as depicting a story that uh, have positive influences for black people that going through that experience and being the wealthy side, uh, that's hard to come across, you know? And I, I support it. I would yeah. love to see more of it. Um, oh, and we did have Rock. We had Thea. Even though the, Thea wasn't on that long, but Rock was one of my favorite shows. And they had messages all throughout that motherfucker. Like, mm-hmm. all throughout. But it was a it was a lower middle class show though but if we add in all those different perspectives as far as being um middle upper middle class or wealthy the Cosby show and blackish is one of the very few you have and I'm just waiting for they bring that shit back up on Anthony Anderson so everybody can throw away that um blackish too. so that's what's gonna happen mm-hmm.
1: but
4: yeah
1: hey. That's the conversation we yeah. have. So, man, I, I, fresh I, I think... I think... Uh, just, you know... Back then, for me... A lot of things... Pulled more at the heartstrings, And now... Nowadays, it's not like that. There's not no emotions when I watch some of this stuff. It's like, hmm, that's cool and all that. But it's not really moving me like that. You know, that's, that's with TV shows and music. Everything's Nothing's really the same. You know, I think that too the originality's been taken you got people doing remakes and stuff it's like they don't even want to try to come with nothing they just you know let's have, go ahead and bring fresh prince back again we'll just we we'll just do something else again like that
2: i'm glad they took that off already they were trying to make Fresh mm-hmm. Prince into a whole drama
0: how do y'all feel like- a- how do y'all feel about the wonder years being a black prince?
2: Mm-hmm. The what? Like remake it for a yeah, black they, they, they remade the
0: wonder years um, and now it's like a black family I think in like the 60s
2: mm-hmm.
0: I haven't watched um, it it looks I don't know it looks interesting
2: I would check it out because basically that's every <laughs> everybody hates Chris that's basically the wonder <laughs> years from a black perspective
0: I like that show though
2: yeah, everybody hates uh-huh. Chris it was a good ass show it was now it was like and I don't think it had much impact on us because that wasn't our if we was like young if we were kids watching everybody hate Chris we would love that shit. that was that was like really that was a long-standing show had a mother a father in the picture had siblings that had um diversity and inclusion in it as well it had it talked about racism they talked about poverty they talk about getting your heart broken they talk about bullying they talked about drugs they'll get me started okay 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 let's go to this next this next question this next question all right if you could call three people to have a conversation with whether you know them or not who would those three people be
1: if if i can get a conversation with three people
2: yeah any three people you can have a conversation <laughs> with dead,
1: that's a really alive, good.
2: no matter what that's a really
1: three that's a really good question Wait. three people uh, hmm, dead or alive that I want would like to converse with um wow okay uh i i would like i would love to talk to i would love to talk to uh I love to talk to Tukey Williams, man. Uh, all right, all right. Uh, are you familiar with who that is?
0: No.
2: Oh yeah, I know who Tuki
1: is, But
0: going, keep going. All
1: right, thank you. Tookie Williams is a, the co-founder of the of the Crips. Oh yeah, well, uh, street uh, a street street gang. Um. I would just I would want to talk to him and just see what it was like in his era coming up, because he's coming up and it was real political back then, you know, coming from the Black Panthers and at first starting that to defend your communities because a lot was going on with the racial tension. I would just like to see his whole mindset, and just you know, because it, it really exploded, you know. Now it's everywhere, it's, it, and the message kind of the message kind of strayed away from what he actually meant it to be. So I just would just want to. Uh, Really sit down and talk to him and see what he was really originally thinking and how it was and shit. So that's my one of my my people I would like to talk to. he dead now. He got a uh, sentenced yeah, to death. Mean,
2: yeah, yeah, that was
1: huge, yeah though. by by Arnold. I remember by Arnold
2: Yeah, I remember trying to sign the petition. Well, I did sign it. I was young. I was like in my twenties. I was in college. I think that happened.
1: Mm, I want to talk to him. Uh if I can go back to I would want to shoot I would want to talk to Jesus. Shoot. Hey. Uh for 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 real, I mean I I got some questions, <laughs> you know what I saying? <laughs> uh he probably can help us out a lot, but that would be a, a, a definite a conversation I would love to have. Uh, my number one actually conversation I would love to have. And then um let me see who else. Where I want to talk to. Uh, I'm gonna say. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say Malcolm X. Oh, hey man, that's
2: a beautiful three. Thank you William
0: Leaders, there's a whole bunch of leaders tonight.
1: Sorry, can you say it one more time? I'm
2: saying, okay, you got a bunch of leaders. You can talk to Jesus right now, but when you have all them leaders, you got three you know, strong individuals, I say, we have in society. And even, mm-hmm. it's wild that you brought up Tukey. Yeah, I know you even asked, do we know who tookie man. We know who Tukey is. But the conversation you was having, we had this conversation with Shan, myself, and one of our other podcasts, Baylor. And Baylor's from LA. Um, mm-hmm. he, never, he never banged. He always avoided that in his life and things. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said it was hard doing it. Be, he, was, he said it was hard being from L.A. And growing up, you know, like he's close to 40 and been able to avoid that, you know. Yep. And my thing is, I'm from Texas. You know, I got my, my little brother consider himself a blood. And I'm like, how are you part of something that you don't know much about? you got family. You know, I understand where these people come from. They didn't have much and it had a mission behind it. And I know the history of Bloods and Crips and what it's supposed to represent. And it's not that any longer. So, and I, and that's my thing. Why do we still do it and is it still needed? Hmm. Because at that time it was. I still. I think the point, the principle behind it is still needed, but we're not fighting for that any longer. Mm-mm. But, and, but that's something that I'm not part of that culture. So I step back and let that work out. That was a political between, you know, themselves or their selves.
1: Uh, I mean, just in my opinion. What was made to protect the communities is the very thing tearing our communities down from state to state, you know, gang violence.
2: Exactly. From you know what I'm state.
1: saying? That's from kind of state, state to state.
2: That you never been to, you know, you've never you never been to know, the neighborhood. Exactly.
1: Exactly. You've never seen it. You. Go ahead. Sorry.
2: So I was gonna say I got people from, I'm from East Texas. I'm like, you, you, we from this pole done town. And uh-huh. you claim something from a whole different, two, three, four states over, man. You got, you need to protect. What are you doing to protect our community and love one another and support our values? You
1: feel? uh uh-huh. so. and, and that's what I say. I'm glad you looked at it like that. Cause I was talking to somebody from, from New York and he was like, you know, I was like, man, I find it hard that some grown men you know, because that's not really their lifestyle. They didn't grow up gangbanging. banging was really like a California thing. I'm not saying they didn't have gangs, but, you know, the whole blood cripping thing. You know, we all know that's like a California thing. So I'm, I was like, you know, how do you let some grown men come over there to where you're at and influence you guys to say, hey, you know, we're bloods and crips now. And, you know, this is what it is, you know, and just that's that's what we're doing. And now you guys are over there shooting, shooting each other over over gangs and stuff like that. I just, I just, I found that hard to understand. You
2: know. No, absolutely agree. That's how I feel. And they take it secret, and now it's to the point that a a, a a Florida blood could be beefing with a, a California blood. I'm like, but yeah, it's and once again, and once again, I'm not in it. I know it's mm-hmm. politics within that, but I'm like, what is the point? What is the purpose? And mm-hmm. like, don't we supposed to be fighting? people that fight us. You know, exactly. we're fighting each other, when We're fighting anything else. So that's why I have my reservations front for it. Like I said, once again, I got another cousin that's a blood. I'm like, you, you don't know how to fight, man. <laughs> like you yeah. and you, your, your, your mama and your daddy got money. You he's basically um he cliff if he became a blood. What the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like you you, you hey. got money money, bro. Your family is well off. They love you. And, 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 and
1: I, 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 what, I think, it's, I think it's, it's the music, though. The music hands down the trends to the community. So I think it goes back to, you know, I think Lil Wayne had a, a lot to do with this because I don't know if y'all follow his career, but, you know, I think they used him as a puppet when they started making him gangbang. And he started, you know, saying he was a blood and stuff because he had a big fan base. He had a lot of kids that were listening to him. And all of a sudden, you know, he started saying his blood stuff. And of course, it's like, hey, you can't be a real blood man. You're from Louisiana and stuff. They don't really oh, do man. that down there. And now all of a sudden on the track, you screaming blood, blood, blood. So now you got little kids following you. They're like, yeah, this is blood. They don't really know nothing. And they're getting killed for something that people are really getting killed for out here.
2: Or killing people about something. It, do, you, yeah. do
0: y'all that I could ever get back to the the
1: purpose of having see? no I think it, and it's sad to say as a black person taking the gangs out of it, us as a people it's sad that you just gotta do your own individual thing we're not all that unified stuff you gotta look at it for what it is I mean it's just, it's bad we're not unified I said there's so many times that I've, I've sat right here and I've there's you know when the whole pandemic was going on and you know uh the the sports wasn't being played you know and black people were getting killed it seemed like every day i was looking on the news another black person was getting shot by the police and you know the government was putting money uh putting pressure on the sports players like lebron and stuff to play basketball because people were bored in the pandemic and of course they needed some money flowing so lebron and them at first they were like "Nah, we're not gonna do that we're not gonna dribble we're not playing until you guys stop you know doing this shit in the streets and they finally got the government's attention for a split second but just like always, we don't hold. We don't hold. You know, like we don't stand firm. Somebody always breaks. You know, and that's what they ended up doing. They didn't. They didn't get these people to sign anything into law. They just gave right in and started dribbling again. And here we are still today, motherfuckers getting shot and they slam dunking basketballs in the hoop and shit.
2: And, and brother Mondo, what you saying is so real. And I think you got that. That's my last. That last conversation will be series of season four, right there. Because I everything you said, I'm been yelling at. I have a oh man, it's stressful, and that goes back into racial battle fatigue, man. It's like because what what LeBron did was a snippet of what Ali did. What exactly? The reason why I started my podcast that you're hearing my voice on right now is because Mm -hmm. me and my best friend, my partner, we used to argue about Kaepernick taking a knee.
4: Yeah,
2: Mm -hmm. I'm like, man. I'm I'm praising Colin Kaepernick for taking a knee, and my homeboy like, fuck that nigga.
1: Yeah, me too, me and I'm too. Like
2: my, I'm I'm talking, I'm talking to my homeboy. I'm like, nigga, you got kids. Like, you know that nigga did some shit that a lot of people that nigga put his whole career on the line. White white people used to love Kaepernick. I was that motherfucker went to the Super Bowl as a rookie. Cause a lot of them thought he was white. <laughs> you know they forgot. Yeah. They they, yep. they thought he was mixed with Mexican or some shit. They thought he was that white mm-hmm. Hispanic and shit. When they find out oh, he mixed with black and he's like, oh uh, uh. Like, but when He actually stood that's like if some, if that's like he don't know me. If I get shot and killed right now and none of my partners stand up for me but a complete stranger put his whole crown alive for me, they say, Hey, this is is wrong, that means something.
1: It does. You, know, you
2: see how but you see how they made an example out of his ass. They talk bad yeah. on him, they they try to embarrass him every step they get. <laughs> Same thing with LeBron. They try to bring LeBron down as much as they can. Same thing they did with Malcolm X. Same thing they did with Martin Luther King. Same thing they did with all the leaders. Fuck. My thing is, I love people stepping up. Step as the dirt. We need more leaders. We need a, a that. That's unity right there. And when you start, when we all take some steps ahead, and we all take so forward, They can't fuck with us, and they know that. It's a fact. It's on. It's, it's known throughout history.
1: And when I was watching you this know, video
2: earlier. That a kid, a, um, uh, a, I don't know what the guy did. You know, he was he he got in a fight with this white boy. The daddy jumped in, then the mama jumped in on the black boys, jumping the black boy. A black dude recording, and I had to say, you wrong as shit, man. I don't give a fuck what he did. Y'all can fight on one on one, but when it comes to jumping, I don't care if I know you. Nah, you either go let him fight, we go get it, we go we go break it up, or you go got to fight me too. Exactly. So that? That's unity. That's what that looked like. <laughs>
1: And and I like I said, man. Uh, I just kind of know how it is, man. I got black people figured. Out. I've been black for a long time, and I've been with real blacks. I'm in a survival situation right now myself, so I get to see blacks for for how they really move and stuff. And I know for a fact that it takes unity to do anything. If if, if Colin Kaepernick would have had unity, they them, them some of them NFL play, most of them turn their back on him when he started taking a stand. They, they exactly. knew it wasn't going to be successful point. because you just one nigga, it's easy to oust him. You just one nigga taking a knee. That's what it looked like at this point. You look defiant, and we're just going to get rid of you. But if the whole team is kneeing, I mean, the whole team going to knee. It's going to be different. You can't get rid of us all because we got the power. People don't understand the powers within them. You know what I'm saying? But they, 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 they turned their back on him because he was trying to stand for something, and that's how he ended up how he was and and i see that all the time and it's about support and and one thing i do know about blacks is blacks will settle out for money these white people got blacks figured out when it comes time to taking a stand you know what i mean you got niggas that first they'll take a stand and then they'll settle out for a little bit of money
0: and
2: that Uh, once again going and going back to um what's his name um actors swole as hell um white chicks Uh, uh, Terry
1: Crews.
4: Yeah.
2: Terry Crews. Perfect example. Like, man, I had to make a video today on TikTok. I ain't gonna apologize for some shit white people did, you know? Because y'all ain't fucking... Malcolm X said, talking about progress. Talking about we made so much progress. No the fuck we didn't. Mm. If you stab me in my back with a 12-inch knife and you pull out nine inches, we have not made progress. Now you need to remove it completely... Apologize and help me heal when we can make progress. Exactly. That knife is still in our fucking back. So, w- but like uh-uh. you said, they're going to get somebody else. Another, we got to find another black guy, pay them a bunch of money, make him fall in love, so he can talk it up. We can have a representative, a face, the coon. <laughs> you know, saying, uh-huh. hey, that's what they're to represent. And it's nothing. And it's uh-huh. been said by black people over and over again. What are we are saying right now is nothing new. It's nothing new. Uh- but
1: it's still and it's nah. hard because we're in twenty twenty one and it's still happening live and effect in front of us. Right. Yep. Yeah. And and you know, like I said, it's just it just it's just a messed up thing, man. I I see it happening all the time and until somebody really stands firm, man, as 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 a unified man, we're not never gonna get no parties because you know what I noticed too, the people who are actually speaking for us. We're not getting put. We're not getting nothing put in legislation. We got to make these white people when they kill somebody and stuff like that uh, uh, unjustly, we have to make them sign it into law. We're not getting any laws passed in our favor. We're just going up there and getting a promise and a handshake. Okay, you know, we're going to change, you guys.
2: You said it already, brother, because you know Mm -hmm. what? Not only that LeBron about to dunk some balls, we got to go see LeBron dunking balls.
4: Right. Mm -hmm. He's
2: so easily distracted. If you exactly. go back and ever watch the movie Gladiator, watch Gladiator. The same shit happens. It's just a different sport in a different time. hmm. For sure, man. They, they, these sports are created to keep us distracted.
0: That field that people, black people, still entertain um, as the majority on that field, I just call it another plantation because you don't see other minorities or if they're not minorities other people of a brown descent being owners of any teams so they know the hierarchy that they're playing they know what they're doing when when they pass down isn't
2: that the same that goes back in corporate america too
0: Right, so when they pass down ownership of teams, they pass it down to another white relative. White
1: man, exactly.
0: It's never going outside of their culture of where they come from. And that's why when are are brown people going to be like, let's stop entertaining them and making them billions of dollars every year and let's start our own shit.
1: See, but you're not gonna have that because, like I said, they got this shit down to a science. They sat at a round table and chefed this up. We paying these niggas $20 million. This nigga is, will never dare turn against us. We giving these niggas $20 million. So we, if we can could, we could, uh, individualize these niggas and, and, and keep them from their roots and shit like that, because you give a nigga $20 million, he likes it, man. You know, yeah, that's messed up that black woman getting shot, but hey, man, you know what I mean, uh, black lives matter y'all that's, that's all the nigga really gonna say because he's not gonna try to really he's gonna be scared of jeopardizing his contract yeah
2: that's what they did today chappelle yeah. Same thing but they he did. kept it like, real he though he saw what they did he kept it real but when i see it he didn't do, he didn't do what they wanted him to do and that's what he had been saying exactly. everything you said they did we saw that we i remember when chappelle's show was popping I, remember mm-hmm. I was in high school. I graduated in 2004. Yeah. I remember Chappelle's whole show was a shit, and when they tried to say he went mm-hmm. crazy, I remember saying that don't sound right, man. Season three, I remember he didn't want it. He said he didn't want to do season three, and he said if you, I have, I still have the DVD of his season three, and he everything he said how they was that like, he said it in that show. Remember when he was getting his haircut
4: and mm-hmm. people kept
2: raising my money and treating them differently, shit. And he was like mm-hmm. how white folks are trying to, he was sending us a message right then and there. And I know they were catching on to the shit. It's been numerous times. When people try to talk to you, we have to listen. We got to see through the bullshit. We got to see, see through it. But it's hard because it's stressful. It's sad. Yeah. You get burnt out. And that's why you then you go back where you could be like, fuck it for a little bit. I've been guilty of it. Dad. I like, it's too much, I'm going to burn out. That's why we need more than one leader. That's why we need more than just us. Because once you put it, all, you put all that on one person's shoulders to bear it's gonna break them down. Yeah. So that's why we're all needed. But let's get back to our next question because this <laughs> is the makings of mundo bondo, baby. You know. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. What was an impactful moment in your life?
1: An impactful moment. Um. Uh, shoot. <laughs> I'm gonna say going to prison. Shoot. Oh, yeah. Definitely.
2: I believe so, man. Oh, yeah. Hey. hey, If you had a theme song,
1: what would it be? Ah. Uh, a theme song. That's a good question, too. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> all i can hear is a rocky song but i, I don't i don't want that uh, uh <laughs> nope. a, th- a theme a theme song man damn that's a really good question thank you let's mm. come back to it let's, let's, let's yeah let's come back to that that's kind of deep right there let's marinate on right okay. okay okay
2: how would you define joy joy
1: yeah joy Okay, joy. That's another great question. Uh, Joy. It's a form of being happy, but joy. Joy is, I think, uh, joy. Joy. You're going to make me look up what joy is. Like the root of what joy is.
0: Come on. I love your root word
1: yeah I'm gonna have to get to the root word like you know of what joy is because I don't want to you know like assume but I know it's related to happiness but being I'm gonna just speak for what I know I don't want to go to a dictionary number there. joyful being joyful and I say I'm joyful um it's I think it's more um joyful is like more of uh, being a uh, 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 oh, what's that word I'm looking for It's uh being grateful like being grateful with something, you're happy and grateful at the same time, so you're like joyful, um, in, in my opinion. So, it's like you could be happy, but happiness, um, it's like really temporary, you know what I mean? Because it can change. You know? But joyful, when I'm like, man, I'm joyful. Like I think it's a, like a like a real set mood. Like that person's a real joyful person. Like they're like you know they're they're uh they're grateful, you know?
2: Yeah. Yo oh yeah okay okay Okay. thank you thank you thank you when did you realize you were different
1: ah i realized i was different as a kid when i didn't think the same as everybody else it would be like five kids man and i'd be that weirdo i would have (laughs) they would say I was a weirdo but I was saying they're the weirdo like y'all all all weird all you guys got all five brains and you all thought of this that's all y'all thought of so like I was like that's when I knew I was different and then too when it came to reading people would just read something and then would just that was it for me I had the ability to empathize I would read things and get different angles from everything i read like okay well it could have been like this and it could so i just knew i was different my, my mindset and how i think was just different and how i speak was just different than a lot of people
2: hey man i love that i love that man hey this is why we do the makings of you baby and if y'all tuning in just now man we want to say thank you appreciate y'all for listening this is we recording live on stereo um this is a collab this is man i haven't did this, this is a time. have a collab for the making of you but i have my girl shan thank you so much for allowing to do this when she gets it and we have our guest Mondo. am i saying everything right Mondo bondo
1: mando bando you said Mondo. i mean that mando, might be a part of your how you speak it's good yeah
2: hey thanks <laughs> thanks for understanding my countryness baby um, <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's why it's different culture, you dig? But yeah, you know, man, for so sure. appreciate you, appreciate you. So we I rocking, appreciate rocking, y'all rocking, and we about to jump into our next question. Um, how do you and your family celebrate death or
1: recognize death? Ooh. Okay, so again, uh my family I kind of grew up on the upbringing as a Jehovah's Witness so their beliefs are there isn't any death there's all you know if you if you die you will be resurrected that's what they believe so they look at death as just temporary so I mean yeah of course they grieve like people do but you know uh, if you it, it, okay say you're not a Jehovah's Witness you believe hey you know when somebody dies man they're just dead never see them again but if you're a Jehovah's Witness you're like well yeah, they're dead now, but you know they will be resurrected again. We'll be able to see them in a new system of things, so they have a different kind of outlook. It's sad. It's sadness, but they, like I said, they still have that voice in their mind saying it's only temporary. So that's how my family looked at death like that. Love it. Love it. Appreciate you. Appreciate you.
2: Thanks. If you had a biopic, who would play you in your biopic?
1: Oh, shit. Damn. Um. <laughs> uh, shoot. You know what I'm saying? The ladies love me, so it's got to be like Denzel. Denzel got to play me. Denzel Washington. Man,
2: you sound young, though.
1: Denzel can't play you. You got to find somebody new now. <laughs> I got I to gotta, I gotta find uh, somebody younger, huh? Okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna let Trey Songs play me. Ah
0: Oh shit.
1: <laughs> Yeah, but without the allegations, though, he got to get rid of that shit. Already, man! Already. Right.
2: Mm, okay.
4: mm.
2: Let's see. If money wasn't an issue, like you was wealthy beyond means, uh huh. You, you like once again, you can buy whatever you want, take care of it, whatever you want, but you had to uh-huh. have one job one occupation what would that occupation be
1: that's a great question man um if i had to have one job i think it would be still talking to the youth like talking to to my people in the community it's like being a motivational speaker that's what job i would pick okay love it love it
2: love it all right And we gonna jump back. We thought we forgot, but we didn't. We didn't forget, (laughs) y'all. What is your theme song?
1: Are you really stuck on that theme? Okay, that theme. I'm trying to think of it. (laughs) (laughs) I I I got it. (laughs) 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 Theme song. Theme song. Damn. My theme song, man. Uh I, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna. This, this is just, a, I'm gonna say if I rule the world, I'm going back in time. Dang. Hit me with the Nas, yeah.
2: Nas and long Hill,
1: baby. My yeah, hit me with the Nas, yeah.
2: Yeah, y'all know I would play that in a heartbeat. Y'all, Chan know how I get down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hit me hey. with the Nas great selection on both. I was say, you go get that um, that Rocky theme song in your background, but hey, we got the time. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Alright. When was the last time
1: you cried? Wow. Oh, man. The last time I cried. I think... Oh, man. I think I was in the I think I was in a county jail. Yeah. Man, I had I had um. No, yeah, I was in the county jail. That's when I came back to jail because you know I've been in jail several times. So I think I cried coming back to jail because I was disappointed with myself for subjecting myself to this type of treatment again. You know.
4: Yeah.
2: Thank you for sharing. If you can go back in time and give your young self advice, what age would you go to? I would go to.
1: I would go to sixteen, and I would. 16. I would go to sixteen because it's like you're not a kid, but you're like you know you're damn near also man, you know. So that sixteen and eighteen gap, that's cool because at sixteen, I was cool. You know, I had a job. Um, I was in the streets, but I was I was I was playing. You know, both sides with the job in the streets. Um, but I would have told myself, like, man, forget the street thing. You know, because I was I was around people that I was around full time street people that were glorifying kind of being losers. And they were making it like there was winners, you know, and really I was a winner because I was really already doing my thing. You know, I was doing, you know, I had money. They really had money like that. But the things they did, they were always, it was like a gang of them. So they would always talk together like if what they was doing was cool. So, you know, I started slowly getting into that life. and, And now that I look at it right now, I'm like, damn, I was slowly losing my footing and becoming a loser, you know.
2: Wow, wow, that, that just gave me goosebumps right there, man. that's there, some deep stuff. Yeah, you need to talk to some youth because I see it happen all the time. That that you talking about peer pressure, um, and I'm telling, you, I can get into some stuff, a conversation all around that 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 statement, that response right there. But you know that, cause seriously, kids need to hear that. Some adults need to hear that. I still see people right now, live in effect. Knowing, knowing, it's that 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 discernment that I, I I'm gonna go there with y'all. Discernment with God put in you that's telling you mm-hmm. this is not you right here. Like you already said that you knew you were different, <clears throat> but more and more you hang around with some crows, and more and more you hang around the ones that are they think the same, that want you to think like them, and that could hurt you in the long run.
1: You know, exactly. Many are
2: called, but few are chosen. So that's the thing about it. So see that—that's wisdom right there.
1: you yeah.
2: For that man, appreciate you. Appreciate you. Yeah. Um, what is a quote that you live by?
1: Um, a quote that I live by. That's a good yeah. question, man. I don't really live by quotes, but there's a lot of quotes that I like. Uh, let me see. Uh, I don't. I don't want to mess this. I don't want to butcher this. But if it's like, if you want to be, uh, if you want to be great, don't ask for permission.
4: Yeah.
1: I think that I was like one that. of them. Something like that.
2: Hey, that's a bar right there. I like that a lot. Whole All lot, right. All right. okay. Hey, we got a few more questions coming up for you, man. We' coming close to the end. Chan, you got okay. something? to Throw out real quick before I come. Before uh, I start
0: yeah, I got a.
1: Knocking few, them in. I got a few. Okay, for
0: sure. Who has the biggest influence in your life so far?
1: Um, the biggest influence on in my life,
0: yeah,
1: was my was my grandfather. Mm-hmm. And uh. And my mom, but I'm, I, I, you know, my mom, I spent more time with my mom, but I'm going to say my grandfather because he was a real man to me. That was the first, he's, you know, my father wasn't in my life. Well, I still was able to talk to him, but there are certain things he wasn't able to teach me and show me, you know, but he did the best that he could. But um, my grandfather was the first male figure in my life that actually showed me, you know, hey, this is what you do. You know what I mean? Actually, my my grandfather right now, he's the only black person that I know, that I know, black man that I know who is retired and and owns his own house. But he took me to the retirement community that he lived in and he took me out front. He was like, man, look around, you know, his whole street full of all old white people. We like, man, look. a lot of people don't even make it here, man. You know, I got my own car. I got my own everything. Everything's my own. Ain't nobody can take nothing from me. You know what I'm saying? I got a woman. But, you know, everything in here is mine. If we just choose to split up, you know what I mean? She can't, you know, I'm not using any women. I'm not doing anything like that. She can leave, you know? Everything is mine, you know? Everything, uh, he's told me in life, you know, you just, everything, you gotta have your own, everything, you know? And, and, and I'm like, I always took that, like, wow. Like, all right, that's what men do. They have their own everything, you know what I'm saying? Right, a
0: good example. Um, My grandfather was the same way. Uh... My next self question is: What level of trust do you struggle with when it comes to people?
1: Trust in general. I don't trust nobody. Mm. Um, you know, uh, especially at this day and age. Yeah. can't. Okay. So, I mean, I really, I really look for people to show me with their actions. I don't. I'm not trained to listen to words at all. If somebody will tell you something with their words and do differently with their actions. So it takes a lot for me to let a person in to say I fully trust them. Mm-hmm. You know, so I just struggle with trust in general with people.
0: Okay. Uh, my next question is what's your favorite memory that sticks with you the most?
1: My favorite memory. Mm-hmm. Uh Wow, I got a lot of cool little memories. But uh just my favorite memory is uh or just does it gotta be a specific one?
0: It could be whatever you want.
1: My I'm gonna say my favorite memories are just being a kid in general. Cause I just I was so ready to grow up. Mm -hmm. Now that a nigga older, it's like, damn, I should have enjoyed that. Like, you know, cause I didn't even have any (laughs) Yeah. Damn worries as a kid. All you your job was just you know if mom take you take out the trash and do the dishes whatever, but you didn't have any worries like that. Your only thing was to have as much fun as you could have. Yeah. So I mean I just missed that being with my friends and hanging out and all that. So you know what I'm saying? I was just, I was, uh, just you
0: know, meeting the other day and I was like, man, I was like to all the kids out there, if you want to waste some food, now's your time to waste it. If you want to you know, test something out or, you know, try some shit and really sit in, like, your childhood, this is the time to do it because I just feel like from, like, 25 and up, it's a lot of mandatory things, like, damn, I should've, I should really been more grateful at eight when I had eight and there was no other worry, but doing your homework and going outside and playing and coming in before the lights came on. Like now me seeing like my kids, I try my best to make sure like they really do everything that's possible in their childhood that they can do as a child before they get to a time where people have these expectations because you're this age or you're this old, uh. or you look like this. And that's a lot of, a lot of people don't recognize that, you didn't you didn't take hold of your time that you had when you had it. So now mm-hmm. in your 30s, missing your childhood or you know a lot of people live their lives through their kids and that's a pro and a con wow. how they looking at their kids. Like, you know, I tell I have a parent about you know, maybe dad's being like, "I love baseball, so my son got to play baseball." But what if? He, yeah. What if your son likes soccer? What if your son's gonna be like the most amazing soccer player ever? You gotta get as a parent. What if you like Oh, that's another. That's another way. But my thing is like, what if? What if you gotta, as a parent, you gotta teach and you gotta be able to learn. So listen, kids and so exactly. it's about balance and it's about also being able to be the student to your child because children today can teach you some things that you never knew or you could gain some clarity through your kids so um, I just feel like it's very important for people to be all the way 100% in their time so like mm-hmm. here if you know you turning 31 this year be 1000% uh, within you being thirty one, so you have no regrets in thirty one, and you just grow with you know time. Uh, and the,
2: and the, that, oh, go ahead, go ahead. This is your thing. Go ahead,
1: my no, 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 no. I was, I was gonna say that was a real good topic, and that was real good what you said because, um, um parents do do that. I have witnessed that with my little sister. Um, you know her father. You know his shattered dreams. You're a crushed star. You didn't get to do. Right, you know, uh, football and all that you were used to be a football star, but from wherever you might have tore your hamstring, whatever fucking might be. I'm saying that when you grow you see your child now, you study, let's go, let's go, let's go, you, you're going so hard on my little sister because that's what you want it to be, but right. that's not necessarily what she wants to be. Maybe she wants to be a violin player or something, you know what I'm saying why well, is you study pushing her to do this and do this, you trying to live through her. And like I said, like you just said, it was a positive and a negative thing, you know what I mean? Because she doesn't understand. Why are you at the games? You all on the damn court cussing yeah. What the hell is you doing, man? You know what I'm saying? You, gonna you gonna so out angry? I'm gonna
2: throw that out right there. I'm gonna throw it out <laughs> like that. Because right. kids, whenever I have kids, I'm gonna be their biggest supporter and their biggest, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll stick with that with support. Because mm-hmm. for instance, right there, it's this guy going to cheerleading. Yeah, he's a tumbler, and his daughter want to be a tumbler too. He mm-hmm. always asks, is this what you want to do? She says yes. And he like, well, then wipe some tears up. Let's get to work. I know what you're talking about. I wish, yeah, I wish I had a parent that made time. I wish I had my daddy in my life that pushed me in things I wanted to do. Not only pushed me, but hey, I, you said violin. I used to be the beast on that fucking violin, bro, mm-hmm. beast. But guess what? I couldn't do it because my family couldn't afford to buy me a violin. My mother couldn't um, take the time and pick me up from orchestra practice and shit. You feel me? But if I had that support, they're like, hey, this what you want to do? If this what you want to do, put your all into it. Yeah. but shit, hell, I I, was, I I I like that shit now when. Can be on my ass about shit. Hey, that's needed. Don't enable, you know, that's something kids may need because the world ain't going to be easy on your ass. So oh. if you want to be better than somebody else, just like a lot, a lot of these athletes with it, man, you have to put that work in. It could be hard, sweat, tears, that grind. You know, and parents are just, the, the, you know, some parents, you know, they're like, they may, every kid's not privileged to have parents, You know, you know, strong parents at that. I work with kids that's in CPS custody and the ones that most like I got a mentee right now he's 23 I be on that boy neck sometimes I be sliding with when I let him slide with a bunch of shit for like a, I don't hear from him man he don't know I do background checks on the little nigga and all that shit and I'm like yeah he. I said what what happened y'all got in a little bit of trouble what kind of trouble blah blah blah, blah. long story short you went to jail he like I know and I said I know you went to jail you went to this jail house you went to this how you doing all that I check on you well, i give you the opportunity to tell me the truth. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna let you do that, because that's what a man should do. Mm-hmm. But if this is what you want, if you want to do something in your life, I'm gonna have your back when you want to do it. And I'm gonna push you. I'm gonna make you feel uncomfortable. Like, man, working out, hell, if I ate cupcakes and fucking uh, ice cream all day, shit, I'll be, I wouldn't be the sexy motherfucker I am right now. But <laughs> I have to do these, I gotta lift, I gotta work out. I have to eat these ups. I have to hit these squats. It's hard. But that's what work takes, and as a an, like, and I learned that as a child, you know, and I, that's that with that self motivation. And as a parent, you instill that self motivation. But you have until your kids get that shit, you have to be there for them. You got to be that support. You got to pick them up when they fall down and push them to kick for them to go first. But that's my. Um, <laughs>
1: uh. Uh. Okay, just just tagging on to that, right? Um. I agree. I agree with the support of a parent. That's very necessary. Mm -hmm. Now, on the other hand, though, like, I'm going to say, there's a lot of parents that shelter their children and don't actually let their children be who they are, though. You know, there's a difference Mm -hmm. between, like, being supportive and being too, you know, you can actually hurt your child by sheltering them too much because they need to go through certain things in order to develop character. But you know, just as a parent, then you're naturally gonna protect them. You're naturally gonna, you know, you know, try to lighten the blow for them and lighten the load for them. But certain things they need to go through, they need to experience, so you can actually see who That's your true. child is and how they deal with certain things in certain situations. Right? Because you're not true. always gonna be there. You know, say if 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 you're if if you have a child, you know, at 18 years old, they're considered grown, but you've been sheltering them for 18 years, and then you say, well. It's time to go now. Go out there in the world. Hey.
2: You know hey, they're like, I well, have, sh- I have, shit. I have you several know what I'm saying. with my nieces, I have several episodes with my nieces on the show, and that's exact, they say exactly what you just said. My mama did everything for me, so shit, I don't know what the fuck to do now. And I'm like, and I, I remember telling their mama, let they let them bump their head one good time. They'll learn. So my, mm-hmm. No, no, you don't understand. Blah blah blah. And now they blaming you for their downfall. Still. But you still can make progress. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. Okay. On to our next question. On to our next question. We got after this one. We got this. We got four more questions.
1: All right. All right. For sure.
2: What is your all-time favorite meal? If you and when I say who would, no matter what it is, and who would make it for you? So what's your favorite meal? Y'all gonna
1: laugh. Y'all gonna laugh. Cream of wheat. I need some brown sugar, cream of wheat, Yes. with the butter. (laughs) Grandma, I love you. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) with the butter. Love it.
2: Love it. Okay, now we got two more. Got two longgies. What changes are you (laughs) bringing to your culture?
1: Uh, I'm I'm bringing a different mindset, man. We all got the same mindset right now. I feel like a lot. I'm not gonna say we all, most people, from a lot of people have the same mindset. A lot of a lot of people in my culture have the same mindset. It doesn't matter what region you is. You could be from uh, LA. You could be from uh, Atlanta. You could be from Chicago. But all these blacks in these communities are are, are the same. They Have the same mentality, mm. you know. So I, they get around somebody like me. And I'm, like, foreign to them. They're like, whoa. You know, because I think differently. You know, I'm like, man, you know. And just as a, as a as a person in general, because, you know, yeah, we... we I feel like racism is real. We all know racism is real. But I've ran across black races, too. Yeah. You know, where they just... You know what I mean? They, like, you know what I'm saying, man? Fuck them people, niggas. I'm like, whoa, 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 like... I don't want to just look at everything as black and white. I look at people for people. Because I done met some real good people in my life. So... You know, when I get around certain people, I just, and they see how I treat people, not body color, but just people, I hope they take note to that and they're like, man, well, damn, it's not even about that because this white dude can help you, this Mexican dude can help you. Just, you know, you can have a relationship with anybody and, and the way that Mando operated with him, man, maybe I could do it like that.
2: You know? Perfect. Perfect. Okay. It's your last question. How would you want people to
1: remember you? Man, that's a real nigga, man. You know, just just like he was a real. <laughs> that's all I want. Like, man, that was a real dude, man. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't, I don't. You know, I don't care about the materialistic and stuff. I really, really, nothing that comes and goes. But I just, I just want to be remembered as a real dude. You know, I look at some of these celebrity funerals, and you know, they were like, you know, I'm like, wow, that's how I want to go out, right there. You know, like if I had to go out, like. You know, these people were just, you know, legendary. Like, man, he was real. He was known for, you know, he was such a good dude. He had such an impact. Look at all those people in the stadium, packed in the stadium for his one dude. You know what I mean? He didn't impact that many people. So, like, I want to be remembered as a real individual, you know? Mm. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, all right. Jane, you
2: got anything else for
0: you? Um, if you had to give out word of advice from everything you learned thus far for anybody what would it be?
1: One word?
0: I mean one thought of like some advice like if you had one one thing to give somebody that they could take with them what would it be?
1: Um, my, Find out the definition of uh, what a winner is. Because if you don't know what that is, you're gonna continue losing in life. You know, get, 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 find out. You know what I mean. Take a moment out your life to find out if, 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 if you're doing what winners are doing. You know what I'm saying? You know, you might be thinking that you're winning now by you know gaining something material and stuff like that, but your priorities might be messed up. You might be losing as a father. Yeah, you're gaining finances, but you might be losing as a father. Right, hold on, they just open my door. Hold up. Oh, like that. Hey, hey, my bad, man. My, my, I'm sorry about that. But um, no, him the be You know. So. Yeah, no, I just, yeah, I just, you know, like I said, cause I was a victim to my mind was, my mind was molded in the wrong way, and I had to learn what an actual definition of a winner was. I thought I was being a winner this this whole time, and like I said, I was being a loser, man. So my advice would just be figure out what a winner is. And it's not always about materialistic things, you know. It's like sometimes, you know, it's just about, you know, like you want to be, you know. You, I know people that was good dads. They they would they didn't have it all materialistically. They wasn't driving the nicest cars, but they were winners though. They was out there. Their kids were happy. They was in their kids' life. They know. They could tell you every detail about their kid because they was there every step of their life. So I just really looked at them as, as winners and stuff. So just find out what, what a winner is, man. Because sometimes you can think you winning and you losing, man. That's it.
3: I
2: like that. uh, Well, y'all, there we have it, baby. You know, we got a of the making for you. To be more specific, the making of Mando Bando. You know? So, hey, do we? see we just got a comment in? You know, first of all, before we listen to that comment, I want to thank this brother here for coming through, man, sharing his experience, his life his perspective on and his point okay. of view which is perspective on you know you know what we see in this world this is his journey this is his story for now um you're going to be able to listen to this on not only on here on stereo but also on she gets it pod as well as you know the making i mean on everything culture and we want to say thank you again man thanks
1: i mean i, I want to thank y'all man for even giving me the time of day man and I, you know if it, if it is possible in the future maybe we can uh Clab on different topics, man, because I, I like the way you guys you guys ask real real good questions that make you think, and uh, I, I can tell you guys have different opinions about a lot of things, and I, you know, I, like I said, thank you for having me.
2: Oh, man. The pleasure is ours, for real. Thanks. What'd you say, hey? Once again, we have our different opinions, but we still respect each other, and that's exactly. the uh, everything in culture. Respect, communication, and <laughs> consistency. That's how we yeah. have growth in a positive relationship.
0: That's right. And thank
2: you, Shane. Thank you for putting <laughs> it together,
0: Shane. Thank both of y'all. Yeah,
1: thank you, Shan, for it. It
0: was a good show. Uh, you can... Okay. Find Everything Culture on all of your social media platform at Everything Culture on uh, TikTok, IG, and Twitter. You can find She Gets a Pod on all of your podcast platforms and IG and Twitter is at Shamby Potten on TikTok is Mommy Rocky and uh, you can find me on the stereo streets um, throughout the week you know I have various shows that I do Uh, Drake does shows um, on here from time to time but you can always find him on those platforms don't be a stranger reach out Um, follow if you want to check out his podcast you can And, you know, Mondo Bondo be on here doing his own shows with people, too. So um, I appreciate y'all time. I appreciate everybody that sat here and listened. Hope y'all got something to take with you. But um, it was a good show.